This episode of the OrthoBullets podcast will go over the topic of bisphosphonates from the basic science section on orthobullets.com. Bisphosphonates are a class of drugs that prevent bone mass loss by inhibiting osteoclast resorption. They prevent formation of osteoclast ruffled border microtubules causing apoptosis. Inhibition of osteoclasts also interferes with normal bone healing and remodeling. There are two types of bisphosphonates, non-nitrogen-containing and nitrogen-containing bisphosphonates. Non-nitrogen-containing bisphosphonates include drugs like telidronate, clodronate, and etidronate. Nitrogen-containing bisphosphonates include drugs like alendronate, resedronate, pamidronate, and zolendronate. Zolendronic acid is relatively new and appealing to patients due to IV administration every 12 months. Indications for bisphosphonate use include osteoporosis, metastatic bone disease, multiple myeloma, Paget's disease, polyostatic fibrous dysplasia, total joint arthroplasty to prevent osteolysis, early-stage avascular necrosis, osteogenesis imperfecta, and metastatic hypercalcemia. Contraindications include severe renal disease as the primary mode of excretion for bisphosphonates is renal. Other contraindications for bisphosphonates is following lumbar fusion as there have been decreased spinal fusion rates in lab animal models. There's actually increased fusion mass size, but these drugs decrease the actual fusion rate. As far as the general mechanism of bisphosphonates, they accumulate in high concentration in bone due to binding affinity to calcium. Bisphosphonates are ingested by osteoclasts and work by two different methods depending on the presence of a nitrogen atom on the alkyl chain. The mechanism of non-nitrogen-containing bisphosphonates are that they form a toxic ATP analog which accumulates in high concentrations in bone due to binding affinity to hydroxyapatite calcium and then ingested by osteoclasts, which then inhibits osteoclast function and induces apoptosis. The mechanism of nitrogen-containing bisphosphonates is inhibiting farnesyl pyrophosphate synthase, which is a component of the intracellular mevalonate pathway. This is the same pathway responsible for cholesterol production acted on by statins. Nitrogen-containing bisphosphonates also inhibit GTPase formation. Use of bisphosphonates as treatment for vertebral compression fractures in osteoporotic patients is indicated for a bone mineral density of 2.5 or more standard deviations below that of a young healthy adult, that is a T-score of less than 2.5 standard deviations. As far as outcomes, with one year of treatment with a pharmacologic anti-osteoporotic medication, the risk of vertebral fracture decreases by 50 to 60 percent. Use of bisphosphonates for non-vertebral fragility fractures is indicated in fragility fractures in osteoporotic patients, and they tend to be effective in reducing the risk of multiple fractures. For example, alendronate reduces the rate of hip, spine, and wrist fractures by 50%. Resedronate reduces vertebral and non-vertebral fractures by 40% each over three years. And IV zolendronic acid reduces the rate of spine fractures by 70% and hip fractures by 40% over three years. In osteogenesis imperfecta patients, cyclical IV pamidronate administration reduces bone pain and fracture incidence and increases the level of ambulation and bone density. Bisphosphonate use in multiple myeloma patients has been shown to have reduced incidence of skeletal events. In patients with avascular necrosis, indications for bisphosphonate use is early pre-collapse avascular necrosis, and as far as outcomes, this is still considered investigational. However, randomized clinical trials showed that bisphosphonate treatment was more effective at preventing head collapse than placebo at two years. 
Bisphosphonate collapse was found to be 6.9% versus placebo collapse in 76%. Finally, as far as side effects and complications of bisphosphonates, adverse effects of these drugs may include esophagitis, dysphagia, gastric ulcers, osteonecrosis of the jaw, atypical subtrochanteric and femoral stress fractures, and or radiographic changes consistent with osteopetrosis. That's all for this review about bisphosphonates. Hopefully that was helpful. Look out for questions related to this topic on this weekend's question session, and hopefully this episode will have prepared you for that review. This is the OrthoBullets podcast, a daily audio review session by OrthoBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for orthopedic surgery education. If you're enjoying the podcast so far, please consider leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on iTunes. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks so much, and we'll see you all tomorrow.